You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome to Gifted with Sheila White, where we talk to individuals who are using their gifts to impact the world. And I'm so grateful that you all tuned in today to get some empowering information. It's going to be a fun show today, folks. But before we get into today's conversation, I would like for you to to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your family and friends for new episodes and content every week. When we come back, we'll be talking to a gifted individual who inspires, uplifts, and entertains audiences around the world. Get back out there in style when you shop at It Is Amazing Boutique. We have all the deals and steals you need for your next night out. Find upscale clothing and accessories for women, men, and children at affordable prices. For more information, visit our website at www.itisamazing.biz or call us at 815-582-4995. That's 815-582-4995. Have you ever thought of yourself as a TV star? The host of your own television show, someone who delivers meaningful content to a global audience. Are you ready to amplify your life? JD3TV will greenlight your new show right now. And you don't need a Hollywood agent, you don't need a lot of money, and you can even be new to producing. When we greenlight your show, we will provide you with all the tools you need to produce it quickly and easily. And then you will have a series on one of the newest, most exciting streaming platforms in the world. Sign up for JD3TV today. Become a part of our global community and we will greenlight your show. Welcome back to the show. Well, my guest today, Betty Garner, began her comic journey in 2013 after competing for a seven-week comedy course, completing it. And it was after that that she found the courage to be able to share her gift, get up on the stage, and begin to share that gift with her audiences. She has been performing for for churches and performing for different events for over eight years. And her motto, which I love so much, is laughter is the best medicine. We know about the Bible scripture that talks about laughter and how it makes you feel. It also says that a merry heart is good like medicine. That's found in Proverbs 17, 22. Welcome my guest today. We call her Betty G. Welcome, Betty. Thank you. Well, Betty, I, I am really, really excited to talk to you today because I love, love, love comedy. But how did you get into comedy? Was this something as a kid that you just was finding yourself doing things in the classroom and you just didn't know that this might be a career path? When did you decide to go into comedy? Well, I guess I've always been kind of witty and funny, always the, the you know, wanting to bring the laughter in the crowd or around my family. And so, um, you know, um, it was a church once. It was like, I think it was 2003. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends used to tell me to get on stage. And I was so, I'm a shy person. Like, I'm like, no, there's no way I can get on stage and remember these jokes. I would go to comedy shows with them. And they'd be like, you should just get up there and try. I was like, no way. There's no way. So um, my brother, which is my pastor, which is Bishop Goner, oh. we had a youth conference in 2003. And okay. I said, you know, bro, let me get on. Let me get on the mic. Let me get in there and just do some jokes. And I had it all written down like 12 sheets. And I read it from <laughs> word from word because I didn't know the techniques and things like that. So I got up at the youth conference and I did those. And they were cracking up. It was like my first standing ovation. The church really received it well. And it just took off from there. I really didn't get into shows until I did the comedy co- the course, though. Uh-huh. I was still kind of afraid to get on stage. So wow. when I saw that uh, they were having like a comedy college, they called it. I signed up and um, took the seven week course. And it kind of at the end, we were able to like graduate and we were able to invite mm. our family and friends to our graduation and do like a, a set. And so I okay. took those techniques and my, my teacher, uh, my instructor, he saved me for last and I didn't know why. <laughs> and he said before I got on stage, he was like, I saved the best for last. They're looking for this energy. And I was like, wow, I never thought he thought of me that, that way. And so I did a great job then. And it's just I'm serious. Like It really like took off from there. Like God has opened wow. so many doors. Like, I don't know. Wow. You know, what, what is it like being a female comedian? Because, you know, a lot of the comedians out there, they have what we call the potty mouth, you know, and they're saying all kind of vulgar things and under people's clothes, saying a lot of things. But what is it like being, um, I want to say a Christian comic or a clean comic and then a female comic at that? Because a lot of doors are open for a lot of those comics that maybe have the potty mouth. But when you say clean comic, the audience, their ears are so desensitized to just pure laughter, pure comedy Mm -hmm. until sometimes it's, it's a little bit of a challenge to get into, to make them laugh. So how is it being a female comic and then doing clean comedy at that? I say, um, you know, being a female comic, um, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because like women, you know, we always want to be like the best and, you know, a lot of shows, they would always have the men and then they'll always say like one woman, you know, and you always want to be that one they pick, you know, so it's like a lot of competition as well. Um, As far as like, like clean comedy. I have to admit, like, you get so many invitations. It's not like I've always done, like, yeah. clean comedy. I've had I've done <laughs> secular shows. Yeah, you yeah. Know, people yeah. invite me, to, and they keep me on flyers for shows. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. say all my shows were as clean. Right, we, right, right. Never surface. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting because, like you said, as a female comic, you know, just breaking into some areas, you may be the only female comic compared to a lot of the men. But, you know, doing secular shows as well as, you know, Christian events, um, that's something that you kind of have to do to to uh, to just kind of get out there because sometimes mm-hmm. people are looking for a comedy, a comic, and then you know certain events and things like that, and you just kind of have to go where the gigs are, as they say, right? Things like that, exactly. So, you know, so I do understand understand that. Who are some of your favorite comics, Betty? Because, uh, like I said, there's men, there's women, there's some good ones that's been out there over the years, and uh, who would you say are some of your 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 comics that really make you laugh? You know what? I used to, back in the day, I used to love Sister Cantaloupe. Oh. Um, oh, my God. I mean, that's before I even thought about comedy. <laughs> we would just listen to Sister Cantaloupe yeah, and just yeah. laugh, you know, and yeah, I never yeah. thought about being a comedian. Mm-hmm. And I like Small Fry. I believe she's, I don't know if she changed her name. Yeah. I um I love her. I've watched her over the years. Mm. I love um 
Tiffany Haddish. I have to oh, say she yeah. became my favorite comedian and I had a chance to go and see her perform mm-hmm. here in Milwaukee. There's so mm-hmm. many others. I can't even think of names. And if I try, I'm going to forget. But well, those are some I've good ones. Those, those, those are some that are really that at the top of the list, I think, because uh, I've, I've heard all of them and they are good. They are funny and they keep you laughing and they mm-hmm. all kind of have you know, a, a, a different style, you know, yeah. um, what would you say is your comedic style? Because some of them come on and they just, they walk, they pace, they, you know, comics, they have gags and they're pulling things out and having mm-hmm. puppets and things. What would you say is your, your, your comic style? My comic style is pretty, um, pretty like, um, calm. Like I'm not one of those boisterous people that's going to be pulling the gags and, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not moving a lot. So I'm kind of like an observational comic where I probably talk about a lot of things I observe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really like the actor or into the uh-huh. improvs and things like that. Mm-hmm. I just basically, you know, I'm saying like too low energy, but I'm just not like all over the stage. I have friends that they can get out there and dance. I don't dance. They okay, can get out okay. there and clown, you know, but I'm probably more like the basic comic. Just stand, I will stand at the mic and just do my thing, you know, right. and, and improvise when I can, you know. Right, right. Now, are there certain topics that you kind of stay away from? Because now they have this thing where you know, everybody is like, you know, certain kind of correct, certain things you can say and certain people you make fun of and certain people you don't. And I know back in the day, like a Richard Pryor or someone would just talk about people and races and cultures and things like that. But nowadays, you, you know, people are so sensitive to mm-hmm. issues and things like that. Are there some subjects or some things that you as a comic kind of stay away from? Or are you just like, hey, if it's in the news, it's going to be part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I have to say, um, sometimes I don't stay up to date with a lot of the uh, current mm-hmm. events and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, things I probably, I try to, they always tell us, we we, let, we listen to our inner critic. And a lot of times mm-hmm. in comedy, they tell you this, to, to crush that inner critic and just say what you want to say, you know, wow. but I don't know. I always have my own convictions of what I want to do and what I want to say. And I always, I'll, at the end of the night, you have to live with yourself. Like I have to lay there by myself and, and I want, I always ask God, like, I hope you're pleased with me. You know what I'm saying? So even when I've done shows where I know I probably was nervous or I was saying yeah. things I shouldn't know. At the end of the night, I'm always like, God, I want you to be able to laugh at my comedy. So yeah. I don't want to offend yeah. anybody ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to uplift. Yes. So that's where I am. If I can, yeah. you know, uplift, because at one point I was ministering in my church and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people like people were laughing at my sermons and saying amen to my jokes. So <laughs> I found out my calling was comedy, <laughs> but I'm always willing to like, I always want to uplift people yes. when I leave. Yes. And that's and that's a good thing, because I've seen you on on stage before and you do uplift people, you make them laugh and you just have a way of drawing people in, uh, you know, with your with your comedy style. Where do your ideas come from? Because, you know, you can just relate to different age groups of people in the audience There may be some seniors and millennials, different people. Where do these ideas come from that you just you know what? I love writing. 
Okay. I love okay. writing and I love studying comedy as well. Mm-hmm. And so like as a comic, every day, every episode of your life, like everything you see, you just, I'm always thinking of a joke for it. It's, I don't care what I see or what I encounter. It's always a joke for it. I guess that's the goofiness of it. But I was a teacher for over 30 years. So oh. I can talk about like the kids in my classroom, the funny mm-hmm. things they said. I probably haven't even touched the surface of what the things I've seen that happened in my classroom, but I'm starting to dig in there and say, you know, yeah. these are funny events. So just really just looking around and observing things. Everything to me has some type of humor. Oh. To it. Like I can put humor on anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. interesting because you, you it's like you're looking at the mind of a comic and it's mm-hmm. just like you all think differently. You see things differently where, you know, somebody is doing a certain thing. And most people would just look at it as, well, they're just doing that, this or that. And a comic, it seems like you guys look at it and take it to a whole nother place on the planet, you know, and make a story out of it and build it up. And everybody's like, that was funny. That was funny. And then we see the humor in it as it goes on and things like that. So I think understanding the mind of a comic it's it's so different because uh, you all are like scientists, you know, because you you dissect yes. things and you yes. see things kind of with a different eye, I think, a than just eye. a normal average person. And uh, that's what makes it funny, because everybody can relate once you break it down and explain mm-hmm. it the way you explain it. And everybody's like, OK, now that's funny, you know, and things like that, right. you know. So so that's that's a blessing because everybody does not have that that niche to be able to to look at something like that. And I think that's one of the talents to be able to have that that eye and see things in a different way so that you right. can explain it. Even if you're just at home with the family or it's a family dinner or it's a holiday and you're just talking People are laughing, you know, like you said early on, it's not that you have to be on stage. It just flows out of you when you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're saying certain things. And so I think that is is a gift. You know, Betty, what was one of your best performances, you would say, um, over the years as a comic? You've been to a lot of places, had a lot of shows performed all over the country. Uh, What was one of your best uh, comedy performances, would you say, as far as location and the the um the whole atmosphere of what that was like, Sheila. I would have to say my best one for me, and it's going to be surprising to some people. It was in a prison. It was in wow. a prison. I got I got invited to go to a prison, all male prison, and it was I believe in like a certain part of Wisconsin. It was like a five hour drive. My mother drove me there, mm. and I was so nervous. We had to go through all the little things you have to go through to get to the prison, and the prisoners had to sign up to come to see me. Mm. And so they all wanted to come. And so they had me in this prison. They had me in a gymnasium, gym, gym. And um, they had the prisoners sitting right there, like on the bleachers. And they had like snipers in the air and everything. They had guns. And, but I was standing like right there. It wasn't like I was really like surrounded by security or anything like that. But I swear, I promise you, it was like the best performance ever because they they needed it they Mm. needed it and I was able to encourage them as well so they they wanted to be there and at the end they gave me like a standing ovation and it was just to me it was the most rich performance Mm. I've ever done ever and the guards were like they're going to be trying to reach out to you pretty soon like and it was funny but I I promise that that had to be the most rich show I've ever done to me the most meaningful because mm. they needed it and I felt it. 
Wow. And that's that's important because that's like a way of giving back, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people won't go to maybe an orphanage or to a you know state institution or something like that. But you mm-hmm. are right. These are the people that need laughter, you know, that yes. need to smile and, and see the humor in, in things, everyday types of things and even things that's going on in those types of locations. I know you as a comic can find funny things. In those types of locations, how do you handle how do you handle hecklers? You know, people that just maybe had too much to drink or maybe just, you know, not enough rest or whatever it is. But have you ever had hecklers? And then how would you handle a person that, you know, in the audience that's a heckler? I've never had like a bad heckler. Okay. I always get more like the flirty hecklers, I think. (laughs) Or I'll get like the people that, like you said, may have had a drink or so or I just mm-hmm. want to kind of interact in my show, but I've yeah. never had to like silence a heckler. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my comedian friends, they just crush a heckler. They always, wow. that's what they teach you. They, you get heckled, but they probably get heckled on a different level. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never, uh, thank God, never had that type of heckler where they try to right. uh, disrespect me or any type of way like that. It was always mm-hmm. interactive where it was just commenting out yeah. because they couldn't help it. And so yeah. I just fed off that. And I've never, insulted anybody in the audience or pick people out to to make yeah. a joke out of them. I like yeah. that. So I've yeah. had fun hecklers. And, and, and that's the thing I'm wondering because sometimes you, some comedians, they, the person is walking in and they're looking at how they're dressed or you know how their hair is or something and they go after them. And that's one thing I wanted to, to ask you about because I know that's not something that you normally do, but how do you feel about, you know, these comics, they go in and some of them go in pretty hard. They're doing it for the laughter and people are laughing. But I would imagine sometimes the person is kind of feeling like, don't call on me. Don't say anything to me, you know, and things like that. Um, do you incorporate sometimes maybe your audience or a young person into your uh, comic routine? Or is it just like, OK, audience is there and I'm here. I'm learning to do okay. that more. OK, um, you know, sometimes being like a shy person, sometimes it's, it's hard to like bring that up about in your shows or sometimes you're just so focused on your material that you don't want to forget like Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm I'm trying to learn to involve the audience more like oh okay I study you know they 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 talk about asking questions in the beginning that Mm kind of gives the audience a chance to participate in the conversation open Mm -hmm. up their minds so I'm starting to ask questions like how many of you have or you know have you ever experienced this so that kind of gives them an opportunity to Mm -hmm. you know answer you and interact with you yeah. Do, do you, you know, what, what would you say, Betty, is your, um, makes you unique? Because there's so, like you said, there's female comedians, male comedians, there's Christian, you know, secular, all across the board, different cultures of people. Um, what would you say is one of the things that makes you unique or stand out um, as a comedian? Because, you know, there's a lot of flavors out there <laughs> and a lot of flavors of comedy. And, and like I said, people are laughing at people walking in the audience and making fun of people and just different things and different. But what makes you stand out? Would you say that you're unique because you've been in this over eight years. And so that's longevity. You know, a lot of people haven't been on a job eight years, you know, (laughs) or been married eight years and things. So, so what makes you unique or or would you say that stands out that your audience just love and the people booking you love? I think that, uh, I think that my uh, genuineness, I think that people, a comedian told me last week when uh, we did a show and we were backstage and she was saying, you know, Betty, I, I tell people to book you because you're just so sweet mm-hmm. and, that, and that, that you're so loving. And she yeah. said that that shines through when you're on stage. 
oh, when you're performing. And I never knew she felt that way. And she's somebody that wow. I admire. And mm-hmm. so I was like, wow, if she's saying that, then I hope that that's what makes me stand out. Yeah. Because yeah. there is a lot of females, you know, and, and I'm hoping that people will gravitate toward that, like to know mm-hmm. that I am loving underneath yeah. all this. Mm-hmm. I'm caring and I'm kind and I'm mm-hmm. sweet. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, the things that uh, makes me unique. And and you're beautiful inside and out. That's the thing about it too. You're beautiful inside and out because I love your style. I love. I know your 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 style changes over time, and so it's yeah. like you're the diva comic. You know, you're, yeah. you're the they diva the comic. You're not threat. just walking up there. You're not just walking out there and say, "Okay, here I am. Accept me as I am in jeans." But but you're the diva comic. You come ready for the game. You know, you come suited up. You're ready to go full court when you come yeah. into, to do the comedy. Right. And, right. and that's really cool. You let them know that you're a lady. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and sometimes I don't even pull myself together until show day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put eyelashes on until today. <laughs> you know, you know, for the week, <laughs> it's, it's only on week. show day. I have a thousand heels in there that I'm putting on heels and makeup. I'm like, I need a makeup and uh, wardrobe uh, artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, like I said, it does make a difference being inside and out because that does show and and the style and 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 you're just really careful with people, you know, even in the audience, you know, because you're not really, like I said, slamming people and things. Yeah. That beauty from the inside, it radiates. And it's just like the scripture that says, you know, a merry heart is, you know, is a good medicine and things like that. That's what you are when you come up in front of the people. You are good for them. You're good for their soul. You're good for them to take their mind off of whatever's going on in their life and just transport them into a happy place. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and that's one of the blessings and one of the things that you're able to do um, is, you know, just transform those next few minutes and uh, help people forget about what's going on in their life and just help them to just laugh because in this world of, of competition and overwhelming complexity and tremendous odds, things happening, we're just coming out of a pandemic, hopefully, and things, mm, right. um, people need to be able to smile. They need to be able to yeah. laugh. And there's so many sad things going on in the world, you know, in which we're in today. And so that's the reason why, you know, you are a breath of fresh air you know, uh, and things like that. When you, when you get to the stage, like I said, it's like dough rising because you get ready to laugh, <laughs> you get ready to smile, you know, because the, the, the merry heart will come forth, you know, right. and, and, and that's a, that's a really, really a great thing. What keeps you going, Betty? I mean, all these years you've been doing this, what keeps you going? Who motivates you uh, at the end of the day, when you go back out into, we say the sad world, and then you have to go on the stage, make people laugh, but then you go back out there and the news is still the news. The people are still being the people. <laughs> and I think, you... what, I think what keeps me going is mm. because, you know, the Bible say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm. Like, Come even on, if now. I'm not on stage, I am always goofy. I'm always <laughs> cracking jokes. I'm always the life of the party, you know, so to speak. So I, I don't think I can get away from trying not to be funny. And if I okay. lose that, I've lost my joy. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, I don't think I'm the funniest person, but I have mm-hmm. a wall. Oh, I have a wall of fame here and it's got okay. lots of flyers. I'm always mm-hmm. on a flyer. Okay. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. 
Wow. I didn't ask for this. I didn't plan this. Mm. I don't know. I know it's God's doing. It's God's mm. doing. It's not mm. mine. Your yeah. gift is going to make room for you. It's going to open up doors. It's going to set you before great people. Your gift. And Steve wow. Harvey was just saying some, something the other day. He was saying, don't follow your passion. Follow your gift. Wow. And I had to say, God, this is a gift. Mm. And I cherish it as a gift because it's mm. nothing that I've done. I don't know nothing about comedy, but I stay <laughs> on flyers. I stay getting booked. I stay. And it's not something that Betty's doing. I don't think I'm the funniest, mm. but I, I, I know God has blessed me. Mm-hmm. And you can't argue with success. And I know that God has really yeah. opened up these doors for me. Yeah. And that's and that's important because, like you said, your gift will make room for you and bring yes. you for great men. And, and just getting a start in the church. Um, is a blessing. A lot of people that are creatives got their start in the church, like a Whitney Houston and other yeah. singers and different different creatives. Um, they got their start with that audience. And even with mm-hmm. comedy, like you said, at church events, they, church yeah, people right. like to laugh too. And so people are record, they'll recognize you are funny, you are funny, and they'll just smile mm-hmm. or laugh or they want you to be around them. And so that's really, really important of just recognizing the gift. And, and once you recognize it, just wanting God to, to use you up, to be able to inspire other people, entertain other people, encourage other people, uh, just to put a smile on their face. And that is a blessing. And that is something that is so needed, you know, in the days and times that, that we're in. Betty, who would you like to collaborate with? Because you've worked with a lot of comedians over the years, women and men, and uh, some of the greats. Who would you like to collaborate with, you know, these days? Uh, oh, my God. I would, like I said before, uh, Small Fry, I mm. see that she has some shows coming up with some people that I know. Okay. I would love to collaborate with her. And like I said, like Sister Cantaloupe, I don't know a lot of like Christian uh, okay. Comment, okay. Comment okay. comedians, but I would love to do some shows with her. Like if I was like, maybe if she ever saw me, maybe I could open for her or something like <laughs> that. But, you know, you just have to get out there. But I just be mm-hmm. trusting God that he's going to make those um, connections. Right, like I did right. a show uh, for a birthday party and lo and behold, Vicki Winans was there. I didn't even know she was going to be there. I was like, well, wow, this is cool. You know, yeah, she gets yeah. to see me do comedy, even though I think yeah. she had to step out a little bit. But I didn't know she was going to be there. But it, just to put me into that arena, like mm. my, my vision is to do like big conventions and like church events. And just I just mm. see that vision, like just just able to make God's people laugh is is my vision. And I just know in time, God's going to open up that door as well. Wow. And he is definitely going to do that because Mm -hmm. like you said, your gift makes room for you and Mm -hmm. bring you before a great man. And there's so much that I know that he has in store for you. Um, And like you said, you just have to keep on keeping on. Don't stop. Don't give up because the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And, um, you know, Betty, how can our audience get in contact with you for more bookings or to have you to come to their area, to their church event or just to an event in general? Um, how can they get in contact with you and, and give them the name of the organization as well? Because like I said, the weather is getting nice now. People are getting out and about yeah. doing things. And um, you all need to hear Betty G because she's got something for you. She's coming for y'all. So you <laughs> better get you. ready. She's, you <laughs> better get ready for her. So how can they get in contact with you? You can always reach me on Facebook. I'm a Facebook fanatic. <laughs> so like Betty Goner, G-O-N-E-R, like my page is full but I'm always like trying to delete some people <laughs> so I can add more or making a new page. You can always reach me at uh, Betty Garner on Facebook. Um, okay. I don't know if you want me to disclose my phone number. You or can you can if you want to. Inbox me at Betty okay. Garner. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I really do a lot of networking on Facebook. Um, 
Uh, let my people laugh. I have um, that page as well. I have fan page as well. So if you if you just if you want to book me or get me to come, I'm sure you can reach out to Sheila as well. So yes, um, yes, and I, you can we definitely, definitely get highly my recommend out. <laughs> <laughs> definitely get my number out or just yeah. connect with me on Facebook. That's probably the easiest way to me because I'm always on Facebook. So okay. definitely. Wow. Well, you know what, guys, this has been a treat, friends. We are just about out of time. Um, this has been, I mean, I'm telling you, Betty G, you have to look her up because she is the comic for today's times that we're in. Will make you, you laugh, entertain you, uplift you, encourage you for the church event or for just a regular event. Like we, she does birthday parties. She does different types of events. Yeah. So she's a person that can be reached. When you're looking for something, oh, we want to do something different. We want to have, you know, somebody come in. Um, I guarantee you, you will be very pleased. I mean, she's going to give you the full plate, okay? She ain't going <laughs> to eat you a little bit. She's going to make sure that you have a good time and that you definitely, definitely get a full show. And uh, like I said, it, she just kept us laughing out. She a, has a magnetic personality as well. So you'll just be drawn to her beautiful spirit that she has, as well as her beauty, okay? Because she's the diva on the stage, okay? She's the diva <laughs> on the stage, okay? So thank you so much for listening today, friends. Please visit our website at www.road2eternity.net. Leave a comment and remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world. Thank you, Betty. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.